Hello, everybody. Thank you for joining Jewish Stories and More. Today is a story that comes from Moshe Feinstein, Rabbi Moshe Feinstein, and Oliver Shalom. Suchus Yagan Aleinu is a very, very great Torah scholar, a very great sage who lived approximately from the beginning of the 1900s till. Not sure exactly when, maybe 1980, 1985, I'm not sure exactly. Very, very great Torah scholar. He was the halachic uh, leader of the world in terms of halacha, teaching, and so forth. Many, many books which he authored, which are very important guides today in Jewish halacha. Jewish law. In this story, he had a congregant, somebody who was in his shul or came to his yeshiva. And in those days, it was very, very hard to keep Shabbos. In the first part of the 1900s, first part of the 20th century, uh, it was very difficult for Jewish people to keep Shabbos here in America. One of the reasons was that businesses all operate on Shabbos. And if you have a job in a business and you don't show up on Shabbos, uh, then you could lose your job. That's the way it was then, at least. Today, a lot of businesses are closed on Shabbos also. And even the ones that are open, usually a person who keeps Shabbos can make arrangements um, to not work on Shabbos. But in those days, it was very hard. And most of the Jewish people that came from Europe were not able to withstand this test. It was very hard for them to earn a living. Poverty was was very widespread. And people had to grab whatever job they could. And typically, if a person didn't come on Shabbat, they were fired. So the average person could not handle the idea of getting a new job every week. But our story tells us about a certain Jew, we'll call him Eliezer, who who did exactly that. He literally got a job every week because when he didn't show up for work on Shabbos, he got fired. He'd have to find another job. But he was very inspired by Rabbi Feinstein to keep Shabbos, and he worked very hard at it. And um, his children, he had children, you know, and he kept Shabbos throughout their childhood. And he was faithful, although it was difficult. Unfortunately, none of his children kept Shabbos when they grew up. When they became adults, they all went off and led lives without keeping Shabbos. He came back to Rabbi Moshe Feinstein. He said, Rabbi Moshe, what is this? You told me I should keep Shabbos. And I did. I worked very hard. Not everybody did it. But I worked very hard and I did keep Shabbos. 
but my children don't keep Shabbos. Rabbi Moshe said to him, perhaps he first sighed and empathized with him, and then he said to him, let me ask you a question, Eliezer. Did you really enjoy Shabbos, or was Shabbos something that was negative in your home? Eliezer said, it was something very negative. Shabbos to me felt like slavery. That I had to not go to work and then as a result I had to find another job. It, it was not pleasant. I didn't really like Shabbos. It caused me so much trouble, so much difficulty. Right? Yeah. My attitude toward Shabbos has always been a negative one. Ah, said Reb Moshe, that's why your children didn't keep Shabbos. They saw that you didn't have a positive attitude toward Shabbos, that for you Shabbos was not pleasant, it caused you a lot of heartache, you thought of it in negative terms. So when they grew up, they said, why should we keep Shabbos? Shabbos, we saw from our father, was miserable. It was misery. Shabbos was misery. So who needs it? It's a sad story, unfortunately. Perhaps we don't know the ending of the story. Perhaps when those children grew older, someone reminded them about Shabbos and taught them the positive side of Shabbos. And perhaps in the end, they all kept Shabbos. And they then perhaps looked back at their father and said, oh, our father was so dedicated, even though he didn't understand so much about Shabbos and didn't appreciate it, but he knew he had to keep it. And he did, even though it was hard. Perhaps that's the true ending of the story. I don't know that part of the story. I only know the first part. Hopefully the children, or at least the grandchildren, did keep Shabbos. But the lesson for us is very important, that if, if we are trying to spread Torah and mitzvahs, we cannot spread it successfully um, in a negative way. We cannot say, you know, you really have to keep Torah and mitzvahs because otherwise Hashem's going to punish you. Or, or whatever, or you won't get the world to come. This is not going to attract people. We have to show people the positive side of Torah and mitzvahs, not a negative side of Torah and mitzvahs. And when we demonstrate to people that we love Torah and mitzvahs, we love Shabbos, we love learning, we love davening, then when we tell them that this is a certain misfer. this is learning Torah, this is davening, they'll want to do it also. They'll realize through our being besimcha about it, enjoying it, and throwing ourselves into it and having passion and so forth for it, excitement. And how do we get excitement about Torah mitzvahs? Maybe Torah mitzvahs is just a bunch of rules. Do this, don't do this. Do this, don't do this. Do this, don't do this. So of course it's not. It's Hashem's wisdom and will. And Torah and mitzvahs is really pure godliness. And it's a tremendous simcha that Hashem tells us about Himself, first of all, in the Torah, and that we can serve Him. And this is especially emphasized in the study of Chassidus. 
So this is what we want to do. We want to learn Torah and do mitzvahs in a way of simcha, of joy, realizing that this is the way that we become one with Hashem. This is the way that we fulfill our purpose in this world. This is the way that we fulfill all of the gifts which Hashem gave us, that is, to develop ourselves in the fullest way. And this is the way that we bring Mashiach. And this is the way that we can be the best us. I can be the best me by learning Torah and doing mitzvahs. The best part of myself, which is hidden, will come out with Torah and mitzvahs. And this way, we will bring Mashiach quickly and we will bring the entire world to a time of peace and a time of knowledge of Hashem. As the Rambam says, that the entire world's occupation at that time will be to know Hashem. A beautiful world which we are making with every mitzvah and every part of learning Torah. Thank you so much for joining us for Jewish stories and more.